Previously on Many Realms, Captain Silver and her crew are hired by a mechanic named Femi to fix the results of the Procyon Cup ship race by preventing ace pilot Amelia Starfield from winning. At the gala the night before the race, Leo and November run into the Wreckers who tried to scrap their ship back on Calliope. Leo smooths things over by promising the Wreckers a victory and placing a four-cred bet on them to prove it. He also takes a fascination with E-77, an AI pilot engineered by Koyama Solutions. Meanwhile, Shayna and Clara sneak aboard Amelia's ship to place a remote hacking device. After a close call with security, the gang reunites in their suite, ready to steal the Procyon Cup. Hi, my name is Jillian. I play November the Stitch, and it is good to be here. Hi, I'm Joria. I am playing Shayna, the pilot, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Eli. I play Clara, the mechanic, and it's good to be here. Hello, I'm Jordan. I'm playing Leo, the scoundrel, and it is good to be here. And I'm the GM that made the Jessel run in less than 12 parsecs. Welcome to Many Realms. It's fucking stupid. Station overlooking the breathtaking Creedy's asteroid field. Welcome to the 137th Procyon Cup, proudly presented by Koyama Solutions. Twelve ships are waiting at the starting line, eager for their chance to win the grand prize. The justifiably cocky Amelia Starfield is the favorite for today's race. With several championships under her belt and a world-class ship, she's poised to add another feather to her cap and further cement her legacy as Procyon Sector's hottest pilot. And yes, both ways. <laughs> Still, anything could happen in today's race. Luna Squad's foray into ship racing, while seeming at first like a stupiding marketing gimmick, has proved astonishingly fruitful for those beautiful, beautiful boys. And E-77's inclusion marks the first time a completely AI-controlled ship has been permitted to race in the Procyon Cup, raising several questions, the most pressing being, if he were to win, how could he enjoy the post-race champagne? I'm Glib Glarson. Uh, enjoy the race, folks. We'll be doing live coverage uh, up here, here at Ophelion Station. Thank you so much. Glib Glarson is good. What are your ads? What are your ads? Yeah. I'm Glib Glarson. You can find me at the only Glib. <laughs> so you guys are yeah at the starting line of the at the race in the Creedy's asteroid field. There's a huge semicircle, like a half a hoop, made of this molded glittery purple silver plastic that is studded with bright red lights that mark the starting line of the race. And twelve ships are gathered under it in a nice little row. Um, I want kind of a beat, a snapshot of where each of you are as you are prepping to to run this race. I'm sitting, sitting in the pilot seat, ready to go, drinking my pre-workout. <laughs> Get them electrolytes! Um, yeah, I, I'm more interested in where um, Clara and November, I guess... Clara did, like, we did do that whole hacking hijink. Oh, yeah, So yeah, Clara yeah. is probably, like, curled up, shrimp posture against her laptop slash Jeeves. Clara shows affection like a cat. Like, she, like, maybe, like, gra grabbed a throw pillow or something and is, like, sitting near you on the floor, 
November again is a is a doctor for people. Um, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I don't I don't know how much she can help like fly this thing, but she shouldn't. She's certainly at your disposal in terms of like, if you need anything, yeah. I'm ready. So like we're all like huddled up in the bridge, and I probably do ask you, where's Leo? He took a particular interest in that E-77. With all the Koyama ties, uh, he uh, was thinking about nicking that. And uh, so I imagine he's uh, stolen onto the ship with some sort of plan. He's nicking the pilot? Mm. I. (laughs) I, okay. Um, How do I feel about that? ambivalent not ambivalent like I don't care but like ambivalent like I'm both annoyed but part of me is like okay one less thing to worry about so I think it's like too late I think we have it's like okay we gotta go I will deal with this later if you think about it that's that's one less racer to worry about you know we've got yeah uh Amelia hacked if he's kidnapped he can't win presumably yeah and uh you know it's one of the front contenders so we're looking at Luna Squad and uh, well, we uh, ran into some familiar faces uh, of the wreckers, and in uh, in an attempt to not die uh, immediately, we kind of made a deal. And uh, they're just they're just they're gonna help. They're gonna help take Amelia down. The wreckers are gonna help take Amelia down. Yep. And what did that cost? Uh, it's a great question. These are these are the ones who um, kidnapped our Clara. Yeah. Didn't didn't Leo shoot the guy? Yeah. Look, it was it was a whole thing. Um, but I I think we managed to to make a convincing argument. If Leo thinks Fang is trustworthy, he's not as smart as I thought. She wasn't even that smart to begin with. So. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that's happening before the ships uh, depart and begin the race is that um, there's like open, there's an open frequency on Aster, the intership communication. And people are kind of, you know, trash talking. They are hyping each other up. There's a little bit of GLHF in the air. Um, <laughs> Luna Squad are singing for everyone. And we can find some space K-pop to put under this paragraph. And Koryab. I think you have to be our trash talker because you're the one posing as the pilot November. We'll meet you in the meteors. E77 says, I hope everyone has a pleasant and professional race. What every pilot needs in order to win the toughest races is the closest shave. That's why I'm here with Shavy, the Koyama Health Goods Razor mascot. Shavy, are you excited for the Procyon Cup as much as we are? And Shavy, which is like this horrible creature, it's like a construct made of razors, goes, <laughs> Thanks, Shavy. All right, folks, we're coming down to the 10-second marks. Do not touch that dial. We'll be giving you live commentary throughout the entirety of this race of the Creedes Asteroid Cluster. This is the 137th Procyon Cup. Coming down to five, four. All of the lights on the big semicircle above you switch from red to green, and the race begins. I'm going to say a couple of things. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that the race has five legs. So... Each in each leg, Shayna as the pilot or whoever is piloting the ship, but I'm assuming it's you, um, can make a helm roll. Mm-hmm. And the result of that helm roll, I've kind of like quantified it a bit more heavily for this because I want this to like simulate the race very specifically. If you roll a six, 
Um, on a helm roll, you can choose to move either one or two positions forward or backward. You have kind of like movement throughout the, and we're just positions very abstractly, like whether you're in fifth or sixth or fourth or whatever. Oh, I see. Fourth and fifth, or if you, sorry, if you roll a four or a five, you can move either one position forward or stay where you are. You get those two options on that mixed success, and there might be a consequence. Um, and if you fail, obviously, uh, there'll be a consequence and you may move one position backward. Clara. You have created a, a remote control for Amelia's ship, the Starfield Hates Mondays. It has a reasonable range, but um, it's it's challenged by things like obviously the vastness of space and if there are other ships between you and the Starfield. So in order to be able to attempt a hack roll, um, you need to be within five spaces of the Starfield. So if the Starfield's in first, you guys need to be in sixth or higher. You can make a hack roll in each leg, um, if you roll a six, the Starfield is going to move one or two positions forward and backward at your at your choice. Um, on a four or five, the Starfield is going to move one position backward or remain, you can choose. And on a one to three, it's going to stay where it is or maybe even surge forward. November, you may attempt like things like a helm roll to use the weapons. Um, Shayna also can roll to use the weapons, but if she does that... Um, you the ship will automatically lose two positions as mm -hmm. you're just like maintaining a course and not trying to get past anyone. Glib Glarson here with your with your first leg of the Procyon Cup. The racers are off and it looks like, oh no, right out the gate, we have one ship already experiencing some engine trouble. Could it be some inter-team sabotage as is known to happen in Procyon Cup from time to time? That's a shame. Well, we've got 11 ships cruising out of the opening, opening gate straight down the straightaway. You'll head due space north uh, until you round the first major asteroid corner in this first leg of the race. These ships start taking off. Amelia Starfield's ship jets ahead into first place. It's very fast and small and light. Um, behind it, you can see Luna Squad's uh, ship, which kind of looks like a, a flying tour bus and has like a vinyl decal of their faces across the side. Fuck yes. Um, is kind of weaving with the Wrecker ship, which is made out of like welded pieces and random like junk kind of spiky Mad Maxi energy. Um and between you and them is a, a cluster of ships. So I'm going to say you guys are starting in 10th place right now. Mm -hmm. And um, Shayna, if you want to start, you can make that helm roll. That's a one and a two. Okay, starting off strong. Yeah, fuck it. Let's, let's, let's jump in hard. You failed that roll. You beefed it big time. I think as you are jumping out of the gate, um, whatever ship is in ninth place, which has like big, like red kind of fin shaped spoilery things on the back. It looks like the, the Guy Fieri of spaceships. I'm just trying to give them all a strong visual identity to help with this. It very deliberately smacks you with its like tail fin in the nose of your ship as it's cruising out ahead of you. And you're going to take two hull damage. If you resist, I'll let you bring it down to one. Okay. I got a six. Okay. Uh, we'll take it down to one point of hull damage. For the Realmers at home and totally not for me, how much hull damage can we take? Two. Okay. It, it's not just like a little smack. Like this thing kind of smashes. I think there might even be like part of the bridge like dents inward. It might even freak you out. Clara, November, Shayna on this like tiny bridge is like part of the wall shifts very heavily. Um, and over Aster, you hear someone go, as they jet, as Jim Carrey in the mask jets forward. <laughs> Jim Carrey the mask in Guy Fieri spaceship. <laughs> That's horrible. Jim Carrey as Guy Fieri. <laughs> I don't want to live in this galaxy. Because you failed the roll, also you guys are going to be in 11th place moving uh, up the up this first leg, which means you're too far away to hack Amelia's ship. What's the vibe like? I think I like swear at the guy who said sorry. 
bug off. And I want to try and roll this thing again. Wait, what are other people doing? I think it might be possible for you to roll rig to help with the ship damage. Is there a clock that I can start to like start rigging the hull or no? Yeah, why don't we start a um, four-part clock for um, repairing damage to the bridge? Cool, I love that. I tricked you. <laughs> no, you have your mechanic ability where you get to do extra right. on a clock. I actually love and support you guys, and I want you to have the chance to use your character abilities in this game, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so I do have Tinker. So one of these uh, segments automatically gets filled. Nice. Okay, so three quarters of this uh, rig clock is fixed. Woo! Nice. So Clara, immediately, like you, you're getting up and you're kind of like taking a look at this hull damage, um, as Shayna swears a blue streak or a blue smidge at <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, Clara will put. I mean, not put Jeeves down. He literally floats. But get up and like just start taking things from the ship and repurposing them in. Not this, but imagine if someone were to like take your dining room table and start taping it to the wall. Just stuff that you're like, what? where is that going? The ships start kind of spreading out as you're making your way down this straightaway and you get to this bend that leads onto the next part of the map. This is where the asteroids start kind of flooding in. And so some ships are speeding up and trying to use their maneuverability to really clear through this field and put some distance between them. Some of the bigger, bulkier ships that are focusing more on hull and weaponry are slowing down to navigate this stuff uh, a little more carefully. You are, you know, on the larger size for a ship, but you're also a pretty ace pilot, so I think you've got a good chance here. Um, we're entering leg two. We're entering leg two of the Procyon Cup. It's not really officially that way, but they've routed the first corner and we see uh, Space Guy Fietti's doing a mean number on these other ships. Amelia Starfield far and away in first place, behind them a close toss-up between E-77 and the Luna Squad. Not behind is the Wreckers. Boy, they don't look like a lot of fun. I'd hate to see, uh, I'd hate to see what's going on in that ship. They seem pretty mean. They are! They tried to kill me! Shayna, you can make a helm roll for leg two. I'm gonna take a gambit this time. Yeah? Is that okay? Are we okay with that? Yes. We're the captain. I got a six. So you are now in ninth place. At this point, you see the, um, ahead of you, the Wrecker ship speeds up and it actually also kind of bumps pretty heavily into E-77's small ship. Um, and we'll cut to the interior of that ship where, uh, Leo, where have you stashed yourself? What's the like general, general layout? It's not even like really a bridge. It's just like there's kind of an area closest to, it's like a single long corridor because it doesn't need any features because there's no personnel. There are benches that are like seating for occasional human people, but are like mostly storage. And then kind of down a straight hallway, there's where E-77 is like plugged in and racing. Um, and then at the rear, there is like two tiny quarters for human attendants to sleep in. Uh, I guess then maybe the play would have been more like right before launch, like slip in as doors closing type of thing rather than like be in hiding. Because especially at least with E-77, not so much the human helper. It's like, why would he ever... He's just going to focus on the piloting. He's not going to, like, look around or anything, obviously. There's no, like, framed pictures on the wall. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe, I guess, since this seems to be the only place, like, inside the little, one of the little crew areas, like, one of those bedding areas that you mentioned, which I imagine are just, like, more so in the wall than actual separate rooms. Yeah, it's like you, you fold it out. Nice. And then I fold into it. And yeah. then uh, I'm stuck. I can't get... No, uh... I'll like kind of squeeze in there as much as I can and then come out. But for the most part, the actual infiltration is more of just like 
no one sees me and I slip in rather than, you know, I'm there and hiding. I think E-77 is being attended by his two attendants at the front. And when the wreckers um, smash the, the rear end of the ship, that's when I guess either you would be like, if you want to emerge, then you can, or that's going to draw their attention. They're going to start moving towards the back. So you, you can probably hear them saying, you know, the ship's been hit. We're going to go move and check. Uh, one of these like attendants starts hanging down the hallway. Are you going to wait or are you going to move out and, and deal with it? Question. Uh, what is the like safety emergency evacuation procedures on ships like this? Is there like a thing that uh, like a suit that they can put on? I can just launch them out the back. Just yeet them into space. Yes. Into the vacuum of space. But I don't want to like murder the two of them. So if there's nothing that's like a safety precaution for something like that, like it's a legal mandate that every ship needs to have at least one uh, like proper fitted space suit for each crew member. And this ship being an official Koyama ship is no different. I'm going to say that I have like at least some type of face covering. Uh, you know, it would be pretty stupid if I just showed up like, hey, it's me. Uh, so I'm a little, you know, I'm like a little covered up incognito. Um, I want to wait until they come and just get my two pistols on them. And the the full kind of play is to just make them uh, yeet themselves out of their ship. I think I'm, since you're going in guns drawn, I think I'm going to ask for a scrap roll. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> Need I remind you, I have three. Uh, I'll take stress two. I'll do four. It's an important role. Uh, I got two sixes. All right. Um, because you generate uh, gambits on a risky roll, this is going to generate a gambit for the crew. Yeah, this uh, this one attendant starts heading back pretty hurriedly, trying to figure out what's gone wrong in the back of the ship. You probably felt like a pretty sharp impact, like maybe even, you know, you, you took a bit of a bruising um, as in this tiny little bunk, the, the nose of the wrecker ship smashed against the back of E-77's uh, vessel. But then... Um, you hear the the clomping footsteps and the door swings open of this like tiny little cubicle bedding room and uh, what this person finds himself face to face with the butt end of your blaster. Uh, well, there's two of them, right? Only one's come back. Only one's come back? Well, yeah, he does. All right, buddy, no sudden moves. He yells. Uh, okay, I, I, I scrap him across, I three scrap him across the face yeah. uh, and just go straight to the other guy to basically hold him up. The other one turns uh, he also yells, and then E-77 goes, What's going on back there? A change of personnel. Who are you? I mean, we can talk about that later, but first I need to get rid of these these two fellas, and I gesture to the, the other ones to kind of come come hither by, by gunpoint. I think I am going to ask for a command roll, uh, at least for this other non-Smackdown guy, um, because you're pretty much being like, go jump in the void of space or you'll die. Um, so he may try to resist. Okay, well, uh, I'm taking the gambit that I just used. Yeah, a six, baby. <laughs> yeah, this guy is like, sir, this is, this is Koyama Solutions property, the ship, and you're not permitted to be here. And I think maybe it's just like, you um, you at gunpoint force them into these spacesuits and you uh, shove them into the airlock and slam it shut and the door opens up um, and the vacuum of space is like whipping away at them. Jesus. And they look at each other. Um, they activate the like um, distress beacons on the suits and the whole suit um, kind of has this sort of luminous green glow from like the panels in the sides that is easy to spot in the blackness of space. And they uh, link elbows 
and they just, with Reno relatively practiced motions, jump out backwards, and you watch through the airlock as they just like drift off. Uh, and then I guess he goes up to E77, and I mean, just, uh, he, he just wants E77 to finish the race. Like, there's still now, still need the records to win. Like, that's still the case. I've kind of gotten the ship uh, as far as I can see. Uh, actually, is he just plugged in? Can I just unplug him? You could unplug him. Um, as you approach, he does address you. He says, um, were you sent here to sabotage my chances in the race? Though I am probably going to have to sabotage your efforts in the race, I was not sent here to do so. What is your purpose here? You're shiny and I want you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't answer. I don't know if he's got like how much of this is being recorded or anything. Like he's Koyama Tech. I just unplug him. I want, I, I, there's manual controls, right? Like I can take over the ship? Yeah. I, yeah, because I don't know if he's, you know, got that 5G signal that's that's, that's sending true. to that's the true. Koyama people. I just want to unplug him so I basically have succeeded in getting him and then utilize the ship to aid the Houndstooth is, is the goal. E-77 is pretty advanced tech, and when you're moving from his cradle, I mean, he doesn't stop talking. You don't know necessarily how to turn him off. And when you do, for a second, the um, emergency lights on the interior of the ship uh, start to glow brightly until you flick open the uh, manual control, the secondary auxiliary control, and you, I mean, in the past, you've described yourself as like not really a good or experienced pilot. Um, so you can probably activate the ship and get into control, but um, I, I'm curious to see how much you'll be able to actually do. Well, then what I can foresee potentially happening is if I'm not able to do it, then there's a negotiation with them about, you know, taking back to the helm, blah, blah, blah. But for now, we'll see. Like, Leo, I would say, is, like, average. He ain't no racer. He ain't no military pilot. But it's not like he doesn't know how to fly, right? So he's trying to do what he can right now. But he thinks that unplugging E-77 is probably best. And he's probably right. But we'll see if that has to be renegotiated in a bit. Yeah, you like? are you, like, actively... You know, is there any sense of like contempt for this creature that is like essentially made of the same stuff that has ruined your life? No, I think quite the opposite, really. Like, depending on how much he starts to gauge as it being, you know, sensing of its own devices. I mean, in a strange runabout way, they'd be like kindred spirits because it'll become obsolete in time. In fact, in the fact that mm -hmm. I took it over and if it doesn't win this race kind of shows that it's already obsolete. Glib Glarson here. We've got some unusual turns of events here at the 137th Procyon Cup, sponsored by Koyama Solutions. Isn't that right, Shavy? <laughs> you said it, Shavy. It looks like we have uh, the attendance from E77 ship, E77, the incredible feat of artificial intelligence engineering from Koyama Solutions. These attendants have uh, jettisoned themselves from the vehicle. They've activated the distress beacons. We are we are attempting to get in touch with E77. No reply yet. Is there a fire on board? Some kind of technical issue? Has, has man and machine grown distant from one another and created some sort of conflict? But, I'm sorry, Shavy, but the likes of which will tear this Procyon sector apart? We don't know. Um, but it has given an opportunity for the Wreckers and Luna Squad to pull into a clear second and third place so far. Still no touching Amelia Starfield. An entertaining race, but perhaps a foregone conclusion. And also there's a bunch of randos in the back. I'm Glenn Clarkson. <laughs> and we move on to leg three. Leg three is going to be this the beautiful, sexy curve of the B. Um, I think you guys are, are in ninth place. Amelia's in first place. Am I ahead of them right now? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Sorry. Are you gonna make another helm roll? Yeah, I'm gonna stress myself out this time. The two threes and a two. Good. 
I want to I want to capture some of the some of the fucking energy on this ship. I mean, you guys are plummeting back into uh, you're in 10th place out of 11. I mean, Clara, you're not going to have much opportunity to hack Amelia's ship. You've got to do something drastic. I mean, there are weapons aboard the ship. Yeah, I'm ready to blast. Not me personally, but I think you should blast. <laughs> can I can I aid one of you in uh, blasting by, like, yelling instructions while I fly? Yeah. All right, so I think while we're, like, losing air, I'll just be like... Okay, November. That's not working. It's it's. We need to change gear. There's the um, here's the particle cannon is on my left. I need you to um, like adjust the settings like so, and um, you can see the radar there. I need you to aim for whoever is in. We're in tenth, so nine. You got it. November. Scotty, have you ever operated the ship's weaponry before? No, I don't think I try and do harm on purpose. But you're just like, yeah, let's do it. I, yeah, I mean, we, I, I know how much Leo bet on this. We got to do something. Make a helm roll to, uh, to blow some shit up. I love that. I will definitely push myself. And I helped you. Don't fuck it up, though, because you guys are really. Listen. Really shit in the bed. Can we make it like 10 sections? (laughs) Yeah, this is the first laugh, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. 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 Nope. A four is a mixed success. Okay. Two threes and a four. <laughs> it's not our race. Tell me what it's like for November to take out ship number nine, which let's say for intents and purposes is um, Guy Fieri ship. Yeah. I mean, he was a smug asshole over the comms and uh, sorry about this one. November, you squeeze the handle of the particle cannon and jets of, I guess, particles. Uh, erupt from the belly of the ship and um you get it's you know you aren't here to murder anybody and you're not really skilled at that so you get a pretty wide spray across um but you know seven or eight of them sink deep into the hull of guy fietti you see uh one clips the engine and smoke starts billowing out getting sucked into the vacuum of space and he goes oh shit And um, he doesn't, like, crash into anything. His ship just kind of, like, sputters and slows, and you go sailing past him into ninth place. But it was a mixed success. I'm going to give you two more heat. Glib Glarson here in, in the third leg. We've got some action over here in the rear of the caboose of the race, as I like to call it, right, Shavy? Shavy, Shavy lives in agony, folks, every day. <laughs> gonna gonna name him now. Um, Master Master Flame. Uh, who was sailing through a ninth place and looking like he could maybe get to middle of the pack has been taken out by the particle cannons over on the wolf's bane. Uh, though they have started slow and gotten worse, uh, <laughs> things might be turning around for this little ship that could. We Let's play a clip from our interview with Tio and October, the lovely couple that uh, own this ship. Well, I'm October, and... Leo, back aboard and, the... Uh, uh, the E-77 ship. You need to make a helm roll if you want to stay or progress in this race. What is your goal here? You are in fourth place. So yeah, I mean, I feel like being, I would have some awareness of where the uh, Houndstooth Wolf's Bane is positionally and realizing that though it's not- They're distant in your rear view. Yeah, that that I might have to try and bump uh, Amelia out myself if I can. So I think that's try, kind of where his head's at. Okay. Um, so a helm? You're gonna helm. Okay. Uh, 
Six. Holy shit. Give Jory those dice. Yeah, for real. <laughs> no, these are the dice that were bad for you. <laughs> no, Jordan just rolls high. As you are gripping onto the auxiliary manual controls of this ship, Leo, and you are starting to press on the gas, the serene voice of E-77 echoes from wherever you've left him. I like to think the dashboard. I think that's the funniest option. Um, I don't mean to be negative, but whatever your goal is here, I don't think it's going to end well for you. And please, I'm not trying to be threatening, but you have to understand that Koyama Solutions is very powerful, and they have a vested interest in making sure that I and the ship stay safe during this race. Well, how would they feel about winning the race? And I shift gears. <laughs> the cube's hair blows back. <laughs> Does the cube have hair? Is it a little cube oh with God. hair? That's actually what I say, because, I mean, I, uh, I'm switching out of that like zone to some degree, and, and it's just kind of noise. Well, you rolled a six, so I'm going to allow you to move into second position behind Amelia. Yeah. Which is not, you know, before like Leo's the best racer ever, he started in fourth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and well, I think even even outside of E77, you're going to get some chatter over Aster from the other racers too. Um, I think from Luna Squad, you hear, Wow, this little guy can party. <laughs> well, I appreciate your positive commentary. Uh, it's my unfortunate responsibility to report that I have been abducted and the ship has been hijacked by a mysterious individual. <laughs> and Luna Squad's like, oh my gosh. Is he not going to say like, I have to at least admit though, though he is my captor, he is quite proficient right now at piloting the ship. Yeah, E-77's <laughs> like, he's doing a great job, but you know, I have to ask what his methods as well. From the wrecker ship, you hear uh, Fang kind of murmuring, maybe not even realizing he's on comm, being like, Is someone cheating? Cheating is wrong. I agree. Cheating is wrong. Um, I think, yeah, this is probably open enough that the rest of you, like even you back in the houndstooth can hear this. Clara really wants to chime in, but he does want to kill me. Um, and then you hear the voice of Amelia Starfield, who has not been super present on the comms. You hear her kind of curt commanding voice say, Jennifer, take the wheel. And over comms, she says, If what E-77 is saying is true, I'm afraid this whole race would be forfeit. There's a certain amount of sabotage and, and light hijinks that I could permit during a race like this, but you're meaning to tell me that he's not even flying the ship anymore? That's correct, Amelia. Uh, I am currently held hostage on the dashboard of my own ship. It's a unique perspective. It allows me to see more of the ship than- Cue back in and just be like, <laughs> by all means. Uh, Amelia speaks and she says, Pilot, identify yourself. Who are you? What are you, scared of a little bit of competition, Amelia? I'm just E-77's co-pilot. I'm just taking the helm for a little bit. Glib Glarson here. We've got some crazy turns of events. Uh, we're hearing over comms that there has been a hijacking attempt aboard E-77 ship. Who could get mad at that little cube guy? He seems like a real swell, real swell individual. Uh, Shavy, what do you think? You're right, Shavy. That is going to impact the fourth and fifth legs of the race overall. Well, let's cut back to the action and see what's going on. And we're going to enter the fourth leg of the race. This is the most dangerous leg. Is there a... um? any yellow squares we can hit. I would say if you rolled a double six, we could talk about like shortcuts and boosts. Go for fucking broke. Okay, how how do I do maximize this? Okay, if I 
take stress. What else can I do if I take stress? If I can't take stress and do a devil's bargain, is that how it works? That's right. But you can do a gambit. You can take assistance. I'm ready to assist. And can I can I do everything? Damn. I want that double six real bad. You need to at least not fail this, my love. Okay. I'm so scared. You can Okay. I did it! I did it! Double sixes? Double sixes. Holy shit. So I think I want to do say like I like the idea of it being like a cool flying trick that like boosts me ahead. So maybe it's like a matter of like falling back, doing something, some kind. Are of you like slingshotting around yeah. the gravity well of like a bigger asteroid? Yes. Thank you for knowing more than me. That's yes. none of that's real. Well, <laughs> but, uh, um, I like slow down and wait. I'm waiting for like a meteor. Thrusters. I engage the thrusters right at the perfect point where I have like the right amount of gravity where it's pushing me ahead, but it's not pulling me too much towards the meteor. And it gives me like a very good boost. I speed past how many people? Four. Shayna, captain of the Houndstooth, as the race is getting underway, as your vision across the screen of this bridge starts filling up with asteroids that are swirling and drifting all around you, you decide to hitch a ride on a shooting star. And you, you, I think, suddenly and, and lurchingly veer left uh, a little bit towards the outer edge of the racetrack, which is, you know, very inefficient, where none of the other ships are. And that's when you see uh, from behind a larger asteroid, a, a smaller meteor hurtling forward, and you get a bit of that rush off of its tail, and you follow it slicing back across the corner of the fourth leg of the race, overtaking Let's have a moment of tribute for all of the other racers from spot eight through five. Little Jimmy. <laughs> the Conrad. Conrad. Just like saying now. The racerettes. And you race past the person who is in fifth, which is an actual person who matters, I think, but not any of the named ones. That's um Kyle XY. Just literally from the show, you find yourself in fifth place. In front of you, you see the Wreckers janky junky ship. You see Luna Squad in their flying tour bus. And ahead, you see the ship that you're pretty sure Leo is on and piloting, but also not piloting, but getting into like a legal argument with the other racers. Yeah, we heard that. We heard. Yeah. And he's only a few hundred feet behind Amelia Starfield's glistening cherry red ship, which is your job to take down. You can choose, you're close enough to hack, and you can choose between um, your two closest enemies, which would be Luna Squad and the Wreckers. Yeah, we gotta go for Luna Squad, because we made a deal. Uh, In support of Leo's more felonious actions, um, you set your sights on the particle cannon on Luna Squad. And again, I think it's that like real crunchy spray all across. You're not quite good at clicking heads just yet. Yeah, I probably get like the wreckers a little bit on five. <laughs> Everyone takes a little bit of damage. Luna Squad's ship starts corkscrewing and spiraling as they're trying to avoid the blast from your particle cannon. And um, they are going to return fire. Yeah, I think they're going to get you for some uh, engine damage because they're like, uh, band they have this like cool fucking sonic <laughs> like wave attack I love that. they're gonna still fall behind you but as they go these huge waves are gonna pelt the ship pretty hard and they're gonna smash into the engine so that'll take one point of engine damage unless anyone wants to resist it i think we're i think we're gonna leave it okay larry's like i told you you should have let me drive and bruce is like larry don't start this again 
Um, and they just, you know, are squabbling back into fifth place. You know, they'll still do fifth place. It's not bad. Um, we're still on the fourth leg. Are you going to hack? Yes. Okay. Big hack. Um, then roll to big hack. I will push myself with my hacker thing. Um, so there goes my special armor, and I will take three. And one to five was needed. Okay, uh, you can make the starfield move one position backward or stay where it is. I choose backwards. Okay. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! I flicker the lights on and off like an annoying rave. Yes, baby. <laughs> Wait, what do you actually do? Bad. Okay. <laughs> well, I can't, how can I aptly distract them when I can't change the ships? I don't know, what are some things that you could do? Could you like turn on other things like? Maybe you could like draw my... engine, o- draw energy away from the engines. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I divert power. That's gonna be the main thing probably. Uh, yeah, so you see Clara finally establish a connection with Jeeves who goes. <laughs> and uh, you have a terminal and you're able to access the main systems of Amelia Starfield's ship with your little kind of hidden spy cam bleeper thing on the underside of her dash. You can hear over the comms some Jennifer um, swearing under her breath uh, as the Starfield starts to slow just a little bit enough for E-77 to surge ahead. So what's happening on this ship as this kind of flurry has been going on? But um, you're in second just behind Amelia Starfield. Luna Squad's been taken out. Um, behind you is the Wreckers and behind that is the Houndstooth. Do I have access to weapons? That's a good question. You don't see anything on the panel. Uh, how do I access the weapons? You stupid little robot. Koyama Solutions doesn't want to associate my races with uh, unnecessary violence, so my ship's not outfitted with weapons. What about necessary violence? <laughs> oh, we have knives. <laughs> we, just, we just throw knives at people. Well, here's the thing. I'm in one big weapon. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm speeding up. Amelia's slowing down. And there's a room for some, some good old-fashioned ramming here. If that's your goal, which would be to kind of, you know, we'll say to inflict damage to her ship, um, that's still going to be a helm roll. What I would say is that at that point, you if you make that helm roll successfully and that's your goal is to ram her, um, you're probably forfeiting, like, you'll allow the Wreckers and maybe even the Houndstooth to surpass you. Will my ship be unoperational, potentially? How hard are you trying to hit her? Like, I want to knock her out of, like, she's already fallen behind, but I always want to knock her out of basically being able to win. I'm not trying to, like, blow either of us up. It would be, like, the most ideal version would be, like, I clip a wing, and it can't, you know, maneuver amazingly well. I think I would just say, as as someone who's not an experienced racer, you can't guarantee that this won't cause damage. Oh, it's just one. One die. Here we go. Six, baby. Guess craft. Actually, this one's a five. Five. Guess craft brings you too much joy. Uh, yes. Leo, you hit the the lead on this fucking E-77 ship and you head it straight for Amelia's kind of uh, the side of her ship, trying to clip a wing, as you said, and knock her out of the competition. I think at this point you've been racing with them with a sense of uh, safety, you know, not safety in mind, but you haven't been trying to do anything like incredibly rash. Mm-hmm. Um, and so E-77 has been content to um, let you do that as it tried to calculate its next move. But 
what you're doing now is ultimately risking um, the property of the ship and the property of E-77 itself. And so it has some uh, additional programming that kicks in at this point. Um, and as you're veering close, as Amelia is starting to slow down, um, you're ready to just kind of lean in, get that little kind of uh, nudge off and maybe do like a wide turn and kind of call it. Um, E-77 locks your steering remotely somehow. The manual controls go dead. And instead of just doing a little clip, the ship flies pretty dead on into the side of the Starfield Hates Mondays. Stupid Koyama, stupid, stupid E-77, okay. Uh, you're gonna take a level two harm. Oh yeah? Uh, uh, penalties from harm are one less severe. Uh, how do you like that? So you'll still take it, still take and the penalty will be lessened. Well, wouldn't I, wouldn't I just, if I did armor and then that thing, wouldn't I just take zero? Well, with armor, then it would be reduced to like a level one harm. You stupid fucking robot. <laughs> this fucking Koyama tech. I think it goes flying unless you're, unless you're trying to like grab it too. Cause I mean, you're, you're launching yourself into the side of the ship. The cube goes like sailing from impact and like back towards the rear. But Amelia Starfield's absolutely taking out of the race. Um, E-77 ship, absolutely taken out of the race. Probably some severe ship damage that you don't really have to worry about because it's not your ship. And the Houndstooth and the Wreckers and behind them Luna Squad go uh, charging past. We have a, an unimaginable upset on the fourth leg of the 137th Procyon Cup. Isn't that right, Shavy? Oh, Shavy's got to get a drink, folks. He'll be back in a second. We all love Shavy. But uh, it looks like E-77, although there were some, some complaints or some questions about who was piloting the ship, has crashed into Starfield Hates Mondays, taking her out of the lead. We have to know what Jennifer is going to think about this when it comes down to it in the post-race interview. I hope everyone's okay. We'll be sending out some, uh, some med and some some ship tech to just kind of survey the situation. This crash looks a little bit serious, more than we like, so we'll make sure everyone's doing okay. But uh, as long as that's in hand, we've got the Wolfsbane and the Wreckers racing around for that final home stretch. Are they gonna be able to, uh, to clear this up? The Wreckers had three to one odds to win. I mean, they could take it all. This Wolfsbane ship, you know, no one thought much of them, but they've proven themselves in the back half of this race, and this could be their day. We love an underdog story here at the Procyon Cup, and uh, this is pretty remarkable, folks. Oh, Shave, you're, you, Shave, you didn't get me a drink? No, that's cool. I'll make it later. Uh, and we're into the fifth leg of the race. So I have these thrusters. The afterburners from Fenway. The afterburners. Yeah, so what I want to do is... So the afterburners are like a exploser, explodey yeah. situation. Mm -hmm. I want to afterburn right on the Luna squad's face. <laughs> uh-huh. Just to like make sure they don't surpass the wreckers. Then that's gonna be more of a helm roll to attack, I suppose. <laughs> so um, it won't be, you might uh, potentially lose position to say whoever's in like fifth. Okay. Uh, six. All right. Um, steering back and forth, weaving with Luna Squad uh, not too far behind. You pull up in front of them one last time and the afterburners flare. Um, the light like blinds the front of their bridge and you kind of shoot out from that, that initial propulsion. Um, and yeah, the Luna Squad is out of the race. You guys are therefore in a pretty firm second after this crash. Um, except that you didn't roll to like race. You rolled just to kind of um, take out Luna Squad. So I think probably what's going to happen is that the former fifth place, which was um, I said all 
Kyle XY. Holy shit. <laughs> Kyle XY surges past you and is between, <laughs> fuck me, is between um, the Wreckers and you. Okay. Uh, and putting us in third. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. What's going on aboard the, the uh, E-77? <laughs> well, I mean, you you tell me, because I, I, I hit that you said that E-77 self flew, or itself through, like just flew to the back? Yeah. From the impact, like I think you were probably jostled a little bit. Is it all like, rawr, rawr, like everything's red, bit. red lights and... Yeah, you would have to like take a, a, a full couple of minutes to like, like with any kind of car wreck, like extricate yourself and see if the ship can like move at all kind of thing. Amelia Starfield is over the comms being like, What the fuck is wrong with you? Boop. <laughs> Do not care. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to, I want to grab him. He'll probably say some stupid shit, but I'm going to put him back in his holster. For the podcast, I do have to say the stupid shit that he says. <laughs> he says, um, I've been attempting to be reasonable with you up until now, but you forced my hand. I cannot allow you to abscond with me or the ship. Uh, we'll be summoning Koyama representatives directly who will deal with you. And uh, frankly, I'm a little bit disappointed with how you've conducted yourself today. If I show him that I have Koyama tech, does it react at all? I think... He falls silent for a second as you, what, like, pull up one sleeve of your jacket and show him, like, the knuckles and the, the elbow. Yeah, and let's say, we haven't really addressed this before, but let's say it's, like, a very uh, lucrative, hard-to-find type of metal. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, a vibranium-esque type of thing. Do you say anything? I'm already well acquainted with Koyama. You're fitted with Oggs. What's your serial number? Uh, AM310089. He, uh stops for a second and you hear the sound of his processor whirring deep within like the heart of his little cube self and then he says um that's that's not possible that serial number doesn't exist yeah they've scrubbed it from their records just like now that you've lost this race whether i and 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 showing your your inability by virtue of me being able to come onto the ship that uh they'll do the same to you you're obsolete, E-77. E-78 is probably already on the conveyor belt coming down the line for the next race. There's no way that could happen. I'm their, I'm their prize technology. Yeah, I was their prize technology, too. What Have you ever actually looked for your model type? If there's more of you, if there's a new one on the way, if you're just going to go out the door because they're going to come. What's going to come is they're going to come pick me up and pick you up. And they're just going to scrap both of us at the same time. I want you to roll sway. Sway? Seems pretty sway. I think you're trying to sway this cube. What about some scrap? (laughs) Well, I don't think... (laughs) I mean, are you trying to scrap the cube? No, I actually do get two points in sway, so that's good. Oh, yeah, making a big fucking moan. (laughs) Four. If E-77 was swayed by you, what would you want to happen? Um, I think that'd be a silly ass to be like, he's on, he's like on my side now, but if he's developed to a point of some level of sentience for him to perhaps like want to gather more information or, or, you know, not just basically it and the end, not calling on Koyama to come just like, you know, shit all over us. Okay. That's fair. I think, um, on a four, uh, mixed success. You're stealing high-level Koyama tech. Uh, I think I'm going to fill up your heat tracker for IOTA system. Oh, this is a major crime. This is bigger than anything you've done so far. 
you've you've engendered enough doubt or or concern and maybe it has like a cube concussion honestly maybe part of it's like its sensors got knocked it says put me on my dock okay i, I dock him he says put the suit on okay i put the suit on he uh you can see the exterior airlock open he says um no matter who shows up they'll do a thorough sweep of the ship our best bet if you can make it onto or underneath the starfields they'll tow it back to the garage you might be able to make a getaway my is he saying that he's gonna not he's gonna stay behind type of deal because that's just fuck no take me with you okay good (laughs) good uh yeah let's scuttle this baby you grab the cube from the dock. The lights on the ship go dark, but the airlock is open. Leo, you slide the door, and the void of space sucks at the fabric on the edge of the suit. And you, um, I think, manage to... There's like... um, It's almost like a grappling hook, but it's basically just like a big flat magnet on the end that you can use to latch over to Amelia's ship and start kind of um, rappelling over to. You cling to the bottom of the ship as you see the uh, the tow ships, the the repair ships, start circling around this crash site. Glib Glarson here one final time at the Procyon Cup. Folks, I hope you've been as excited as I am at this monumentous race. We have never seen this kind of action before. Well, of course, there was the 87th Procyon Cup. You can ask my father, Rob Glubzin, about that. Uh, Why do they have different last names? Because I was adopted. Are you? Do you have a fucking problem with that? Girl on the comms. <laughs> In f- <laughs> Please, I'm so sensitive about it. <laughs> in first place, we have Fang of the Wreckers taking home a incredible first time first place win at the Procyon Cup. Gotta give a hand to him. He's a scary guy. He's pretty mean, but uh, he can race like nobody's business, especially when racky, wacky racer style, all of the other ships kind of spin themselves out. But isn't that how it goes here at the Procyon Cup? In second place, we have Kyle XY. Yes, like the show. Didn't think that one through when I was naming them. So sorry that he came in second. We all just have to live with that. And in third place, we have the Wolfsbane, uh, piloted by that cute young couple, Tio and October. Folks, I think they're going to make it. We've got a love story blossoming here on the Creates asteroid cluster. My name is Glib Glarson, and I have been your race commentator. Don't fucking laugh at me or my adopted whole shit. You're making me cry here in the studio. Uh, I hope you all have a great day, and we'll see you again next year for the 138th Procyon Cup. Presented by Koyama Solutions. Are you done? Are you done? <laughs> making fun of this poor man. <laughs> I'm glad I spent the last four years letting him laugh silent. <laughs> <laughs> The cut we're kind of cutting to is um, you guys are returning to Ophelion Station after the race um, and pretty much directly off, you know, they expect to take you through this like press junket and then this the gallery has been decorated November, aka October. Um, you can fully like stand on a podium if you want and be given like a bouquet of flowers and a medal um, because as far as everyone's concerned, you came in third place. Where's your husband? Where's your husband? He's high. He's a zaddy. <laughs> uh, Tio's resting. Uh, the ship did take some damage, so I, I humbly accept this on, on behalf of both of us. Thank you so much. Uh, so that's a juicy eight credits in the Houndstooth Bank account. Uh, third place ship. Wait, just for the race? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
Oh my god, we're gonna be rolling in it. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to pay a bunch of ship damage, oh so. Oh my god. Big risky reward. Fang is like leering down at you from a few inches above on the first place podium. Mm -hmm. And he says, uh, he wasn't kidding, eh? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he was not. That guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> Tell me about it. And I think in the garage, I think, uh, Leo, you are kind of hanging back to a, uh, maybe near like the engines of the Starfields being towed in. Uh, as the hangar doors close behind you, Leo, you feel arms uh, reaching around your midsection and pulling you off the ship and uh, away from it a little bit. And you turn around and look up into the um, concerned, bemused, annoyed face of Femi. He says, uh, right, <laughs> that, that's the job done then. Yeah, got, got it done for you. You feeling okay? Yeah. Not hurt nothing? Why'd you steal this ship? I just needed to do that to get the job done. Well, I can't be seen here with you for more than a second, so um, elevators that way. Cash is coming. Uh, good job. I'd get out of town if I were you. Well, that's the plan. Uh, good working with you. He uh, smacks you on your butt as you hustle your your kind of weakened body towards the elevator. Wonderful. And I think I want the, the last scene is like the five minutes as um, you're back in your like dorms for one second. November, you have like you're clutching a big like medallion. There's like a pair of invites, like gold rimmed tickets to like the big dance tonight that you're like, of course. Um, and, you know, like a thing hanging around your neck and the rest of you are like hustling into this dorm. You have like five minutes before you're expected back in like the room for something mm. and you need to pack and get out of here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I just want this like moment of chaos as everyone returns to the dorm. You know, last night you came here and you're like, we've owned this. And now you're coming back um, successful, but with a lot of stuff going on. Did I collect my bet? Um, yeah, I think that will get transferred to like the account electronically um, because you just registered like, you know, it's you're just like this ship winning this much to this account. Right. Um, but um, so you'll receive 12 credits. Uh, you borrowed three from lenders, so you will have to pay back six to pay off that debt. Um, what? It was like one day. That's just the full on standard rate, mom. It's two to one. I told you this. It's on the record. I thought that was the bet that I would get. The odds were three to one, and the money you borrowed was two to one. What? Okay, but we still made like 20. Oh my god. That's robbery, man. <laughs> yeah. This it's, isn't like a credit. Like, this is not like an accredited this, this loan. Like, yeah, this isn't like fucking, I went to the bank. I went to like, no. like payday They're loan. They're not gonna accept a bank loan for a gambling. I would say true. it's for something else, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I would obviously lie. Um, but we still got so much money, right? We got... Yeah, so your take home for the it's bet... It's not enough money. <laughs> Stop robbing me! <laughs> so <laughs> your, your take home from the bet is six credits after you pay the other six. So six from one that you spent yourself is not nothing. Like, you've made five credits just by placing a bet. So yeah. 20 total, right? So yeah, so six is the payout from the bet, six is from the job, and eight's from coming in third. This is more money than we've ever had. Yeah. We're rich. Damn! <laughs> Holy shite. Leo, what the fuck was that? Getting the job done. I think November's like, are you okay? <laughs> like, patting you down, make sure you're not injured. I recognize that voice. Ah! You're the other pilot. 
It's yeah. coming from Leo's like pants right. or whatever. <laughs> oh god, you got the robot. Oh my god, Clara's you. losing her mind. Yeah, uh, I. Her Good way. I scoop E seventy seven out of your pocket. Whoa, no, no, you do not. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Can oh, oh, are we in public? No, we're not in public. I want to grab it from you and be like, "Does this thing track? Should I smack?" No. <laughs> Hot potato. She's no. like, Shayna's holding it above her head. Clara and Jeeves are trying to knock it out of your hand so that I can hold him and look at him. Just be careful, it's Koyamatech, okay? I, I, I need this, we need this, just please, if you're gonna handle it, handle it carefully. Here, I got something else that can keep your hands occupied. Bunch of cash, bunch, bunch of credits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I trade the box for the money. I take the box, I take this robot. All right, all right, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> Like, we're expected back at some fucking gala or whatever. Like, we, we gotta go. We gotta go. But we're skipping the gala, right? Yeah. No shit. <laughs> Great. Uh, let's go pack your bags. Everyone shoves their shit back into their duffel bags. Um, I think, Nova, do you keep all your, like, accolade and little trinket things that have been, like, shoveled into your hands? There's probably, like, a loot box. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to, like, leave them in the hotel room or whatever. Um, there's a, um, like, a gift box with lots of yummy Foods. food. Oh, good. <laughs> You've, like, got it under your arm. You're like, they've got mustard from Nebula 8. Designer lip balm in it. Oh, um, and just, like, packing all the shit, I think Leo, like, hunching, you know, over, trying not to be noticed as you all speed walk back out of the hotel suite on Ophelion Station down to the garage level. The attendant is like, what do you mean you're leaving the the gala's tonight and yeah uh we've we've been called away on business uh, urgent so sorry yeah our third son's dying (laughs) i'm so sorry my brother and you're the yeah oh oh hey now i'm gonna call it yeah he is yeah okay (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. oh go on through go on through go on through And you pile into the hound's tooth, Oxana following behind with half your luggage and a chocolate croissant in her mouth. You load up the ship. Clara, you watch as Jeeves, like, Wally pokes his head from behind your leg and stares up at this cube you're holding. Um, But before you get a chance to introduce the pair, the ship rises, the hangar bay opens, and you fly out of Ophelion Station, uh, where you've committed so many crimes, (laughs) and into the blackness of space. Thanks for listening to another episode of Houndstooth. What will our newly rich crew get up to next? Find out on November 9th. And if you have any spare cred weighing your pockets down, why not visit patreon.com slash many realms. Your support helps us make this show from buying equipment to paying transcribers or affording music licenses. And once again, thanks to patron Amelia, after whom Amelia Starfield is named. That's all for me. See you next time.